this is Leah, and welcome to this week's Hashtag for Paris podcast. It is wonderful that you could join us for this week's teaching. I'll explain a little bit more about who we are at the end, but for now, let's jump right in. So you might be wondering, like, what am I doing in front of a car with the hood up and the engine exposed? Um, it's actually beginning a, a new series for us called What's Under the Hood? So full disclosure, I'm not a car guy, but I do know this, that you can have a great looking car, you can have all the bells and whistles, but at the end of the day, what is really important to make the car go is the engine. No engine, no go. Have you ever wondered about what about organizations or what about churches in particular? Like, like what is it that they value? What is it that makes them go? I understand. We, we, we understand our purpose. We, we, we have strategies. We have ministries. But, but culture is so important. I would suggest that, that culture in many ways is the engine of our church. It's, it's ultimately not just what we do, but who we are. And so this is a great series as we jump into this new season of fall. It's it's a chance for you, if you're watching for the first time or you're still kind of checking us out, get under the hood with us. Have a better understanding of what we are all about, what it is that we value. For those of you that are a part of our church, it's also an opportunity for you to realize that ultimately for this to work, (laughs) it's not just me talking about it, not just me wishing for it, it's about us living it out in our lives as well. And so as we talk about what is the culture that we desire for our church, it also becomes reality of, is this a priority in my life as well? And so why is this so important? Because culture eats strategy for breakfast. I mean, think about it for a moment. Maybe you've been a part of an organization. Maybe you see it at work where you have a fine-tuned organization. Things get done. Deadlines are made. You might even be given promotions and great money. But if the culture is toxic... If the culture is uninviting, if the culture is unfriendly, you probably don't want to hang along for very long. Or on the flip side, maybe you're part of an organization that, you know, isn't exactly top shelf. You know, sometimes the strategy fails. Sometimes they don't always make deadlines. Sometimes they don't quite get it right. But you really love the people that you're working with, that there just seems to be something about the organization. I'm going to bet that's culture. You see, culture is what draws you in. Culture is what makes you want to stay. And so for us as a church, that's what this conversation is going to be about. Not simply talk about the ministries and the strategies and, and our hope for people to meet Jesus, but what is the culture that is going to get people there? And then when they're here, to make them stay. And so I I hope you'll continue to join us in the weeks yet to come as we look more and more at what are some of the values? What is the culture? What is the engine that drives everything that we do? And today I want to talk about one critical value that we hold as a church that particularly for those of you watching online, you, you, you might feel a little bit of pushback when I'm talking about this. And it's around the whole question of like church, why bother? Listen, I get it. Some of you are watching me for the first time or a couple of times and you're kind of wanting to know more of who Jesus is or maybe you're wanting to check out us as a church and that's totally cool. Glad that you're with us. For others, you may join us in person most of the time, but maybe you're just away this week and you're checking us out. This is also going to be a message for you. But maybe for some of you, you've landed at the place where you're like, this online gig is pretty awesome. I I can sit in my home. I can do my own thing. And this is great. And you're probably at the place of like, do I even need to go back? 
Like, do I even need to be involved in a church? Do I even need to show up? Like, do I really need this idea of church? So I'm going to push back a little bit on that today. And not so much from a guilt place or anything else, but understand we want something for you, not just something from you. And so what is one of the key values for us? What is something that drives us? Community. Community of being together. And next week, we're going to talk about how we want to love and care for our communities. But today in particular, I want to talk about how we value community. We value getting to know one another. That that we don't just want to grow a crowd, gather a crowd. We want to build community. Because I believe this. You come to faith as an individual. But you grow with others. So what I want to do is jump into the Bible because that's ultimately where everything we talk about comes from and understand that in the Bible, oftentimes you see these incredibly important threads. And and there's this one thread that you start to see God's design for how we grow in faith, how we grow in our relationship with him. And guess what? It's not in isolation. It's not just sort of a, a me and Jesus sort of deal, but we do it in community. So Real quick, let's jump in. Very beginning, Genesis, the very first book of the Bible, when God is creating the heavens and the earth, he creates the majesty, he creates light, he creates darkness, he creates the waters, he creates the land, he creates the fish, he creates the animals, he creates the plants. And then on the sixth day, he creates man and woman in his image. But it starts like this. In Genesis 2, verses 18, after God has created man, Adam in his image, the Lord says... It is not good to be alone. For Adam, there was no suitable helper that was found. Right off the hop, we realize that God acknowledges and recognizes the need for community. Why? Two two valuable lessons we see is one, it's not good to be alone. I mean, who... Who can argue with that, right? Like, like we, we are wired to be in community. We, we got a masterclass in this the last number of years when there was lockdowns and we were shut out from family and friends and church together. Like, we realized that isolation impacts us physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually as well. But I also love that line that no suitable helper was found. Listen, understand, the animals were already created. And so Adam would have had his dog, but God is like, there needs to be something more here for him. Why is community important? Not just because it's not good to be alone, but we are better together. We work together and make a difference together. So it starts in Genesis. And then we jump a little bit further in Genesis chapter 12. And God is like, okay, okay, we are going to bless this world. And guess what my plan is? I'm going to take a couple, Abraham and Sarah, and I'm going to turn them into a great nation. Why? I want them to bless others. This was God from the get-go. The rest of the Old Testament is all about the community, this nation of Israel that God is blessing in order to be a blessing. And the more you know of the Bible, you start to realize that the nation of Israel got it wrong more than they got it right. I mean, there were times when this entire community was ready to basically turn their back and walk away from God. And so when Jesus arrives in the New Testament, God in flesh, you would think that if community was a bad idea, this would be the moment in time that God would be like, okay, listen, listen, listen. This whole community thing didn't work. This whole idea of blessing others is not working. We are going to reset the deck. But it doesn't happen. Jesus arrives, God in human form, And like the very first thing he does is he starts to gather people together 
his 12 disciples to live and do ministry together. And what's amazing about these disciples is that, is that not only ordinary, not are they really kind of unschooled, but if you would have put them in any other situation, they would have never hung out together. I mean, there were tax collectors and there was people who hated tax collectors living with Jesus. Why? Because in community, one of the gifts we see is that it becomes an incredible witness to the world. That's, that's why I believe God pushes us towards community. Not just because it's not good to be alone, not just because we're better together, but it becomes an incredible witness to this world. And what's amazing is that Jesus' followers started to figure it out. That after Jesus' crucifixion, there was a time where the disciples were like wigging out. They were losing their minds. They didn't know what to do next. There was uncertainty. There was fear. There was confusion. There was probably questions around God, like, God, what the heck are you doing? But look at what they did. In John 20, verse 19, we read this. It says, on the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews. You know what they did? When they didn't know what else to do, they met together. They were together. One of the great lessons I learned about community is that we need community in hard times. For me personally, for our family's last number of years with, with death and with tragedies and with difficulties, this has resonated with me. I am so grateful for the community that we are a part of. That, that this, past, this past summer when, when our, our, our sister-in-law Melanie took her own life, within hours, within days, people were showing up, were bringing food, were dropping off food, were praying for us, were, were offering to clean our house, were just there with us. That is when community shows up. And if we live in isolation, then when these problems happen, it's too late. We need to be building community so that when the difficult times come, and we all know they will come, community is already there. Well, Jesus died, he rose, and then he ascends into heaven. And he basically sends his disciples out into the world, and we see the beginning of the early church. And here again, we see they understood the importance of community. Acts 2.46, this is what they did. Every day, every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts, they broke bread in their homes and they ate together. Then as you jump into the rest of the New Testament, you start to see these letters that the majority of them were written by the Apostle Paul and many of them were written to Christian communities. And you know what he's often dealing with? The challenges they were facing within. Like the, these early communities of Jesus followers were messed up. They, they made mistakes. They got on each other's nerves. They, they did things that God must have been thinking, what on earth are you doing? And you know what Paul didn't do? He didn't once tell them to say, listen, listen, you know what's going to solve all your problems? Just stop meeting together. Actually, he doubled down and it was like, don't stop being together. Be together. Encourage one another. You see, this is another lesson of community. Listen, I get it. Community is messy. There are times when we make mistakes. There are times when we mess up. But there's almost a bit of a bonus to that. Because it's in community that we realize what, what's, what is most important is not me, but rather the greater we. That, that to follow Jesus means I take the focus off of myself and I place it on others. And if we're living in isolation, just kind of a me and Jesus sort of deal, that's not going to happen. You see, time and time again, we see throughout the Bible, God never's aban never abandons the plan. It's always about being in 
community. And if you want to put a cherry on top, I don't know what you think about eternity, but I, I believe in eternity. I, I believe in heaven, and I believe that heaven is where you experience the perfect relationship with Jesus, that, that you are in his presence. But, but guess what? It's not just going to be me and Jesus. There's going to be a whole lot of other Jesus followers there as well. How do I know? There's this amazing moment in Jesus' ministry, the night before he's to be crucified. And again, his disciples are just losing their minds, and he speaks to the promise of eternal life. He tells them how he is going ahead of them to prepare a place for them. And that place, Jesus is speaking of heaven. But how do you describe heaven? Like, how, how do you describe all of eternity? Well, Jesus used an illustration, and listen to what he says. John 14, 2, it says, In my Father's house, there are many rooms. Yep, even in eternity, we are wired for community. And so if that's how we're going to spend eternity, then doesn't it make sense that we start to live it out here and now? You see, why, why community matters is it's not good to be alone. We, we are better together. Community becomes one of the best witnesses we have to the rest of this world. Community provides that place where we can lean on and support one another. And, and one of the great things about community is it takes the focus off of ourselves Listen, I understand, I understand. Right now you might be watching and saying, listen, listen, <laughs> but Joel, you don't understand. Like I'm, I'm an introvert and Joel, you're probably an extrovert and you're 100% right. Like I am, I lean in on community. Like I'm, I'm the type of guy that when the weekend comes and we don't have plans, I'm like, what, what do you mean we don't have plans? Who are we seeing? What are we doing? Like what, what's going on? Like, like for our introverted kids, they're like, dad, enough, like enough of this. But listen, listen, this is not, are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? because it's gonna look differently in terms of what community looks like. It's about seeing the reality of this is how God has wired us. Or maybe some of you are like, listen, listen, I'm, 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 super, I'm super busy though. I got lots of things going on and this online gig really works well for me. Maybe it's a time to look at priorities. Maybe it's time to look at how can I build community into my life? Because the purpose, the purpose of community is we don't wanna just put another thing on your plate and say, hey, we wanna make your life busier. No, no, no. We want something for you. And I believe the best gift is in community where we learn and grow together. You see, I think, I think one of the dangers, one of the challenges is that we are living more and more in an individualistic society. And this, and this becomes a part of our spiritual lives as well. That we think, well, you know, I can watch online. I can read my Bible. I can read Christian books. I can listen to Christian music. It, it can be kind of me and Jesus. We can go for walks in the woods and we can experience creation. And all of that is good. But we're missing out. You see, we come to faith as individuals. No, nobody can make that decision for you. You have to recognize your need for Jesus on your own. But guess what? We grow in community. You see, once someone becomes interested in Jesus, he doesn't, he doesn't send them away and be like, okay, now go figure it out. I'll come and talk to you every once in a while. He's like, come and follow me. And guess what? It means you're following Jesus along with others. Or perhaps you're someone who's sitting there thinking, okay, Joel, this is great, but um, I'm actually kind of done with church and community because uh, I've been burned. <laughs> and I get that. And I understand that. And it breaks my heart in the fact that so often this gift of community, this gift of church causes more harm than good. But it doesn't mean that we stay on the sidelines forever. 
because you look throughout the course of the history of the Bible and you see there are times when community didn't get it right, but God never abandoned the plan. It's why as a church, building community is a value. It, it is an engine that drives us in everything that we do. That, that, that small groups is not just simply a, a strategy or a ministry. It, it, it plays out what community looks like, where you gather together and have conversations, get to know one another. It's, it's why we do the community dinner, not just to provide delicious food, but to get people talking because conversation happens around great food. It's why we have teams to serve. It's not just simply getting the job done. It's about how do we build community within. It's, it's why we hang out on Sunday mornings. And, and if you join us in person, that there's, that's why I ask questions from the front. Absolutely, I kind of want to hear your feedback. But more importantly, I want to get you talking with one another. Do, do you know why we serve coffee in the sanctuary and it's good coffee? Listen, I'm under no illusion that people wake up one morning and think, you know what? I'd just like a free cup of coffee. I don't want to make it on my own, so I guess I'll go to church. No, 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 no. Coffee on Sundays is a vehicle to building community so that people will come and chat and maybe linger a little bit longer. It's why we changed our name in part to Paris Community Church. We, 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 we want to lock that right in so that we understand Day to day, we are about our community. We're about building community. So, so what does this mean? What does this begin to look like? I recognize that for those of you watching, you're landing at different places. For those of you that perhaps are just checking us out for the very first time, continue to kind of hang out with us. Continue to join us week by week to learn what it is that we value what it is we desire to become. Are we perfect? 100% no. But are we wanting to build community together? Absolutely. And my hope is that there'll come a point where you're like, you know what? I, I want to get to know some of these people. I, I, I want to see what is going on. I get it. Most people first check us out online. Totally, totally get it. It's like online dating, right? Before you meet them in person, you want to see, like, do we jive? What are they all about? I totally, totally get it. For some of you, you may be kind of hybrid people. You may kind of join us in person a little bit, or you may join us online, just kind of whatever is more convenient for you. Can I suggest that maybe you become more intentional about being in person? What I mean by that is, is be committed to this series. Come and join us for this series and, 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 and be intentional about lingering a little bit longer. And so grab a cup of coffee. Come a little bit earlier. Stay a little bit longer. Have conversations. Don't, don't sit on your own way off where you can't connect with anyone. Move into the middle and begin to have the conversation. And then for those of you that are thinking, I may never come back to church. I'm kind of good with the online thing. Can I invite you to consider building community into that? You know, one of the really cool stories that has come out of COVID, that has come out of online, is our partnership with Knox Church. They're, they're a church that was without a minister going into COVID. And so when COVID hit, they started watching us online individually. But then when COVID ended and they were able to gather together, they, they gathered in their church, they watch us online, and then they do two really cool things. They, they talk about the message, and then they pray for one another. So what if you kind of took your cues from them, Knox? Well done, Knox, by the way. 
what if you started to see, is there other people that I could be watching online with? Maybe there's a variety of reasons of like why you can't come in person or you don't want to come in person yet. What if you gathered some other people in your home or you watched together and then you connected online and then you had a conversation about what was discussed and then you started to pray for one another? What would that begin to look like? You see, God has wired us for community. We, we come to faith as an individual, but we grow with one another. And understand, I'm not saying all this because I want something from you. I want something for you. And I believe one of the best gifts we can receive is when we live life and faith together. So what is your next step? You see, community is something that drives us. But in order for community to happen... <laughs> It needs to also drive you as well. And, and how do you allow community, getting together with other people who desire Jesus in their life as well, to become more regular in what you are doing? Listen, I'm not saying take a, a gigantic step and suddenly join a small group. Maybe that's up for you. What I am suggesting is how can you be more intentional? Take that next step to make community more a part of your life. Join us next week as we're going to kind of continue on this theme of community and talk about how we also want to care for our community. Hope you'll join us then. Before I sign off, let me just pray for you where you're at. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the reminder again that that you are a God who values community, that, that you have created us and you have called us to be together because as it was in the very beginning, it's not good to be alone. And so I pray for those that are watching. I I pray forever they may be, that it would become clear to them what a next step may be, whether it's joining someone else to watch online, or maybe it's it's taking that step and, and coming and joining us in person. God, put it upon their hearts as to what they can do next. And may we see together just your incredible glory and goodness in the midst of all that we do. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. And so now may the blessing and love of God, the Father Almighty, the grace and mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the peace and comfort of the Holy Spirit be with you today and in all of your tomorrows. Amen. today. We hope that you were encouraged by what you just heard. Just so you know a little bit more about who we are, hashtag for Paris. Our church is about creating a culture that shows people that we are for them and for our local community. Jesus invites us to experience a meaningful life with him and others. So we meet every Sunday morning in person at the Paris Presbyterian Church at 1030 a.m. and throughout the week in various home groups and pubs here in Paris. It is here that we experience authentic relationships and we grow deep in our faith journeys together. If you would like to connect with us further, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And it is here that you can find links to any of our other audio and video podcasts, sermons, and you can track with what's happening with us each month. Please go straight to our website for more information now about our home groups and how you can get involved. Our website is parispresb.ca. Yes, that's right, parispresb, P-R-E-S-B dot C-A. 
And it's there that you can share our links with your friends, family, and neighbors. Uh, We have friends from around the world who connect in with us online on a regular basis. And so lastly, please feel free to email me and get connected directly. I would love to chat with you. My email is leah at parispres.ca, and I'll get right back to you. So that's all we have for now. Thanks again for joining, and we'll see you again next week. Bye for now, everyone.